You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, live and in person. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, um, hold up, because your audio is is going uh, back and forth on mine. Can you still hear me? Check. Now we're, trying, we're good. We're, we're trying something new. We're trying something new here. We've never done this before. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast and you're really confused, we're doing this live on my Periscope as well as um, on Twitch and YouTube. And we're trying all these new things. And uh, I expect things to go wrong. I expect Isaac to be a little laggy right now. We're still trying to figure that out. But uh, but yeah, if you're watching live, send us your questions in the chat in uh, in any of the platforms, YouTube, Twitch, or on Periscope. If you're watching any of those, go ahead and send your uh, your questions in the chat or just if you wanted to say something say hi uh go ahead and send those so uh man media day was today it was awesome uh i had to watch it from afar but i still had i still enjoyed um all the stuff that came out of it there's a lot of things there's a lot of stuff to unpack so on the podcast live on twitch live on youtube live on uh periscope let's go ahead and break this down isaac what was the biggest thing you took away from media day biggest thing um you know it's always a fun a fun day it's it's always super fun uh seeing everybody again it's kind of the the start to the uh the whole season again and uh just seeing all the players you can see a lot of players for the first time in a while and uh that you haven't some of you just talked to over the other summer a couple times but um biggest takeaway from today i guess what i mean the confirmation of of an obvious that's um it really wasn't um, – it's kind of a debate over the summer, but over the past couple of weeks, uh, it, you know, we had been talking about it on the podcast, but that Dirk would, would probably be coming off the bench. And it was kind of funny because last year, you know, we, we mentioned on the pod yesterday uh, that, you know, Carlos said, it, you know, last year was Nerlens. Nerlens is coming off the bench. And uh, now this year uh, it's ta- – <laughs> Yeah, how different uh, this year. And, no, I did not ask uh, Rick Carlisle about uh, Nerlens Noel. So uh, uh, thought about it. Thought about it. Somebody tweeted me today and said, you should ask uh, Rick Carlisle uh, if the Nerlens Noel experience uh, went wrong or uh, it was bad. <laughs> We appreciate the the feedback sometimes and the, the like. Hey, ask this question, but we've exhausted that. Like we just we've done so much on that. We've exhausted it to the point of, gosh, like we're done. It's behind us. It's past us. We have a center now that's way better. You know, like we're way past it. Yeah. So I mean that that was the uh, I guess one of the biggest takeaways. Um, just storylines uh, that you're going to see across national media outlets. I mean, you've already seen ESPN. Um, there's a lot of national media there today, which is cool. NBA TV was there set up. Uh, I know I saw McMahon uh, doing some something with Luca on ESPN. Uh, there's a lot of uh, different people there today. But if I had to narrow down one thing that we hadn't talked about um, going into media day and something cool just to hear everyone talking about, um, mainly Rick Carlisle was the improvement of Dennis Smith jr. Over the summer. Mm, yes. And I mean, you couldn't get excited enough about that. Uh, as far as Rick just, I mean, he was glaringly, um, promoting Dennis in his, uh, big time summer. And, uh, what you looking at me for? Some Perk Perkins in the chat said Nick doesn't know where to look. <laughs> I'm looking at a <laughs> lot. I wish I could show you guys how many things I am looking at right now. <laughs> guys, we are broadcasting right now on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, Periscope. We're on everything right now. So Nick's getting questions or he's getting chat stuff in, and uh, I, I don't see all that. So y'all can hit up Nick for that. But. Um, but yeah, just the, it was really cool hearing uh, Rick just really brag on uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s summer and him saying that Dennis is two to three to you know 
four times better, like more in shape uh, this summer now uh, compared to last year. That's big time. And he even said, I tweeted out, a lot of people tweeted out, saying it on the court, he's the, he's the fastest player he's ever seen. And that's, that's saying something. Rick Carlisle's seen some uh, fast players in his time. Yeah, that that is wild. Uh, but it is kind of funny that Rick is like, oh, he's such a fast point guard. It's the fastest point guard I've ever seen. And the last couple of point guards he's had were like JJ, Darren Williams, old Jason Kidd. <laughs> it's, like, it's, been a, it's been a while, Rick. It's been a while since we had one of these. Uh, we got a question two, question from two different sources, from Perk Perkins and then from uh, Bugic or Bujic. Uh, so is Luca a legit 6'9"? I don't think he's a legit 6'9". I think he's a legit 6'8". Even, you know, maybe like between 6'7 and 6'8". I don't think he's 6'9", though. Your thoughts on seeing him in person today? Um, I mean, we're literally talking about one inch right now, right? So, I mean... It matters. Does In the chat, it, let me know. Does an inch matter? <laughs> in, in basketball. <laughs> in, in basketball terms. Like... <laughs> In a height on a basketball court, uh, does, does that matter? Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you see the uh, different pictures of him standing uh, close to Harrison Barnes and uh, DeAndre and Dirk and all that. Listen, six to eight, six nine, he's a big boy, and uh, yeah, he is a, yeah, he's a, he's he's a tall, he's either he is a tall guy. And uh, I got a little one-on-one time with him today. He's super nice. Uh, you know, it's different because I was talking to someone on the on the phone on my way home today, and they were like, "What?" He probably was just like starstruck. And I'm like, actually, he wasn't like really starstruck because he's been doing this for a long time. Like, yeah, and and we found out that they do have media days at at Euroleague, and he's done this before, and you know, he's been through all this and been through the media circuit. And at the end of the day, when he was talking to Ben and Skin, he was kind of like, "I'm done. Can we just we we're done." Yeah, and and he, you know, I asked him point blank. I was like, you know, how is this media day different than you know, like past media days that you've can't you know you've come from? And he's like, oh, not really, no different. And you know, that's just Lucas. You know, I wouldn't say he's. It's like a bright eye, you know, a deer in bright lights, like like normal rookies would, yeah. because he's used to that. But there's still an adjustment to it, and it's still tiring, you know, for them. There are so many at media day; they have to go to so many different stations and take so many different pictures and photo shoots and all this different stuff and all this crazy stuff that you see on like the jumbotron at Mavs at Mavs games and stuff, where players are doing lip syncs and you know singing to songs over headphones and different stuff like that. That all happens today mainly, and yeah. so they're just they're getting pulled and tugged all these different directions. But doing Luca a lot of was, different things at once. Yeah, and Lu, but Luca was awesome. I mean, Luca's uh, a fun dude and just he's chill. And it's like we've been saying a long time. Yeah. He's not going to be the um, He's not DeAndre Jordan because yeah. that going into my if we're going to say, hey, what's another thing that stood out? People are going to love DeAndre Jordan. And it there are still feelings there for a lot of people. And we totally get that. But his personality combined with the highlights that he's going to provide, there's going to be a lot of fans that absolutely love him. His personality is so contagious, and he was so fun to be around today that, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be fun. On that note, uh, Richard Hernandez on YouTube asks, Isaac, what was one thing that surprised you today? One thing that surprised me. Oh, my gosh. That's a that's such a good question. Um, race balding shorts. Oh, were, were they short? Did he go short? Let's just say his compression shorts were longer than his actual shorts. So uh, is that a look people are doing now? I don't know. I guess so. But uh, we we chatted a little bit about Kentucky today. It was super funny. I talked to Ryan Brokoff today. Met him for the first time, and I was like, "Hey, bro, talked to you last night on the phone." He's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and, uh, <laughs> did he say it like that? <laughs> not that high. <laughs> uh, but no, he was super cool. Oh my but what? God, put a shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was one thing that oh. surprised me today? One thing that surprised me actually was and. We had been we'd been talking about this. This is a, a big thing: is how are Luca and Dennis going to coexist? How are they going to either not necessarily just interact on the court, but even off the court? We're seeing so many times. It's even coming up now with the Sixers with um, 
it's with the Sixers with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. People are asking, are those guys, you know, are they connected? We've seen this with you know Russ and KD. Are those guys actually friends? Are those guys actually you know hanging out together? And we, I think we saw today with with Dennis and Luca, and it kind of surprised me that they actually they've been hanging out a lot. They've been doing things together. Uh, and by hanging out, I mean they've been playing a lot of Fortnite together. <laughs> they've been playing a lot of video games together, and that's kind of how their generation or our generation hangs out and bonds. And I, that was kind of surprising to me. To hear them on Ben and Skin, I think, was, was the biggest thing for me, is to hear how, uh, just how much fun they can have together and joke around and how Luca and Dennis, it feels like they know what's up. You know what I mean? It feels like they know yeah. what's going on between the two of them, that they are the, the focus of this and that they need to, you know, kind of rely on each other to make this happen. They're very complimentary of each other, which you would expect on a media day. But even with Dennis saying, you know, I think Ben Rogers asked him, what position do you think Luka Doncic is? And he said point forward, which if you say that, that means you have a point forward on your team. You're giving up a little bit of your, you know, uh, control over the over the game. And I think him understanding that and going into the season, knowing that makes me feel a lot better about them together. And, and the more time they spend off the court together, I think the better they're going to be on the court. Yeah, and they, they live in the same apartment complex. Uh, they have already you know been hanging out some that uh, mark spears article that came out earlier this morning yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on no, the undefeated I... that was awesome and said you know he already calls him i guess you know just calls him luke and uh, l-u-k and um but just yeah them just talking about each other in this in this way that you know it's only been a couple weeks luke has only been here like two and a half weeks whatever it is but the fact that they're like befriending each other and it's not this, hey, we're just on a basketball team and we're just going to know each other's names. That means a lot. And will Dennis and Luca uh, be ever be like what him and Dorian Finney Smith are? We don't know that. But the fact that they're already friends and they've hung out and stuff like that, like that's just crazy. As a Mavs fan, we've we, we haven't gotten that in you know, a lot of us never, um, but, you know, going back to the Dirk, I think Bennett's skin even mentioned, I was sitting right beside Bennett's skin while they were doing that interview today, but like, they're talking about, you know, Dirk and Nash when they first came along together and got to Dallas and stuff. But that was, uh, seeing them in photo shoots and stuff together. That was fun, including the cowboy hat photo shoot, which was awesome. <laughs> Do we want to tell people about the cowboy hat photo shoot? <laughs> well, Let's just say the cowboy hat photo shoot was uh, reserved. A surprise. <laughs> was yeah, a surprise reserved for a certain outlet, and uh, they didn't tell yeah they didn't tell people to not take pictures of it uh, in time. So some people some people um, tweeted out some photos of it before all that stuff, and yeah, that. Uh, and some people were asked to delete those photos, and then they did, but then they forgot that they're on their Instagrams as well. Uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, but, uh, we got a couple we got a couple chats here to get to. Uh, shout out to James Williams, finally able to catch a live show. The season will be here. I'm so hyped. People are so hyped about the season. Uh, Cheyenne said, Luke Lucas, I'm thinking he means Luca, uh, looked so tiny next to Dirk. Um, yeah, because Dirk's like seven foot, seven foot one. You know, he's gonna look tiny. He's gonna look smaller, but yeah. And I will say this, Luke. I mean, um. Dirk has a very visible limp, and I know it's still, you know, going. Is it like an old man limp? You know how, like, old men kind of play basketball where they always seem to kind of hobble up the court? No, like, you, you can tell he's, like, just really favoring the foot. And I know Rick said that, you know, they're trying to work him in. They're trying to work him in. He's going to be really limited through training camp. That was mentioned a lot. And um, and that the hope is that he can play in China. I'm just going to tell you right off. I'm going to be very shocked if he plays in China. So uh, yeah, they already said he's not going to play in the first game, right? Yeah, yeah. So right, not I, in China, but even the the first game against you know Beijing here in in Dallas. Yeah, my my um, my guess, and this is just my guess, is that they are going to shoot for opening night. And if it went past opening night, I would not be shocked. Um, it's just, there's just no rush at this point, you know, with him coming off the bench and all that stuff, like you want him to, you don't want this lingering all season long of taking a week and this or whatever it is. So yeah, um, it's crazy that we're going to have Mavs basketball in next weekend, like a week from tomorrow or Saturday. It's wild. It's so crazy. Uh, question is Dennis legit six, four. This was hilarious today and i can't read the name because i don't read either 
Mandarin, Chinese, Japanese. I, like, I don't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't read that. Um, so I would shout you out, but I can't. Is Dennis legit 6'4"? This is a great question. When uh, they had the live stream from Mavs.com and it was Followell and Coop, and they had the, apparently they had the roster sitting in front of them. And every time a player would sit down, they would just look at it while they were introducing them or you know whatever, while they're just sitting there waiting. And they would look down at it. And the first two people that went were Dennis and Wes Matthews. And so Dennis gets, gets down there and he sees on the sheet, it says that he's 6'3". And he, as soon as he sits down, he goes, I'm 6'4 now. <laughs> it says like, <laughs> I'm 6'4 now, which, okay. And then Wes Matthews sits down and he sees, uh, what does he see? Oh, he sees 220 and he said he's actually 215. Which doesn't count for our bingo, which, <laughs> which oh man, is five pounds off. But he uh, apparently last year and before it was two twenty, and now he's down to two fifteen. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about Dennis saying that he's six four now? I don't know what I think about it. Uh, I will say he is six four with his hair. Yeah, <laughs> because his hair is a little longer and it's a little taller on his head. So uh, there was no crazy. Uh, change up in haircuts this year and i feel like wes rocked a different type different style last year that surprised some of us but everybody else had the normal haircut going so nothing too fun to play with sala was uh was classic sala and uh he walked down the stairs and uh the uh reporter slash media person beside me joked with him hey can i get you for a second and sala uh responded back with an uh a not live worthy word in a uh, <laughs> blank. No. And <laughs> uh, with a laugh and we're like, welcome back. Salah. We're so glad that you are back in Dallas. And <laughs> I saw him go down the stairs on the, uh, I think it's still on the Dallas maps, Instagram story. And he almost tripped down the stairs. <laughs> oh gosh. That's a big dude going down some stairs. Yeah, it is. He, he is so fun. To, uh, I was messing with him today. He was taking pictures, and I was walking behind a cameraman, making faces and uh, all this different stuff. And uh, he just started cracking up, and he was, like, closing his eyes during pictures. And he he's he's a blast, man. He's so fun. Oh, man. Uh, Jordan Simon says, we need long-haired Dirk back. I agree. I miss oh, Jordan. long-haired Dirk. Jordan, I'm, I'm all there with you. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever get it unless he moves to Hawaii and starts a marijuana farm <laughs> and joins Don Don Nelson. <laughs> then we might. Can you oh, imagine man. like Don Nelson right now? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, question from Esteeb. Was Ding there? Anything of note regarding him? I did see Ding. I saw Ding on the live stream. He was there. Anything of Ding note? walked down with his phone and he was just like, uh, what's going on? Basically, uh, I will say this: there, uh, Mavs China had uh, whatever that is. I have no clue what that is. Uh, but anyway, Mavs China had two rooms reserved, so uh, there was some Chinese media there for uh, for Ding. And uh, I posted a slow mo thing of him today doing this like pass, and it was uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But he seemed like a nice guy. Like we, I said something to him in passing, and uh, he was at least friendly that way. So Ding was there. Ding uh, did have some photo shoots made. He did not take pictures, uh, you know, with like the starting five, unfortunately. Oh, Mr. Najaro <laughs> goes, uh, when is Ding's jersey retirement? <laughs> that will probably come uh, at the end of the China trip. <laughs> when they leave him. In China. <laughs> They'll retire his Mavericks jersey in China. Um, oh, man. But no, that uh, NBA TV was there. I think I mentioned that earlier, but uh, I forget her name, uh, the the lady that was there interviewing people, because I tweeted that out today, and somebody tw- somebody quote tweeted me and said, "Oh my gosh, so and so is there at the Mavs facility," and they said like her name. I guess she's on NBA TV all the time, but uh, it wasn't Kristen she, Ledlow. No, it wasn't Ledlow. That's I know her, but I don't know. It was another blonde haired lady. Um, but anyway, yeah, they were there, and that that was super cool. But um, D Man said, "I wish Nick was a Mavs fan." On this is a this is a question for the live stream. Oh, this is a good one for the live stream. Who who wait who, who I said think, that? I think fandom Who's, is a I think fandom is a spectrum. And now maybe. I've been covering the, like I have an invested interest in the Mavs right now, right? And you know, since I started covering them, I have an invested interest in them. On what spectrum of 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 fandom from like all the way to Clipper Daryl where I'm turning my house into Clippers colors to like a casual fan that will just watch like one or two games a year. Where do you think on that spectrum I fall as far as the Mavericks? 
That's super. <laughs> you we can't like judge your fandom because you don't watch one or two games. You, you watch every single game, but it's because you covered them. So, <laughs> and I, so and that's. I, not, I feel like I haven't gone full Zach Lowe, where Zach Lowe is like a basketball atheist, where he doesn't have a, a team anymore. You know what I mean? No, that's that's where the two opposite ends of the spectrum, and this is why, like, I do I I respect and like the Ringer because they bring a an aspect of like cover that you can cover the NBA in a fun, lighthearted, and professional way, but still have some fandoms too, like Bill and the Celtics, and you know some of them and their Philly, you know, and all this different stuff. John and the, you know the Mavs and Charks, our buddy Charks. I didn't see Charks today, anyway. Um, but no, um. I would probably put you at like a four. Out of ten? Maybe five. I don't know. Yeah, I'd put you around like a five. Because your Lakers stuff is like, you know, you're a huge Lakers fan. It's but just, It's just deep-seated into my roots. That's like... It is. It's deep-seated. It's sad, but... Uh, you're yeah, going oh, to... I think, I think we. I think someone in the chat said it was Ali LaForce. That's who it was. Yeah. Thank you for whoever you are in the chat. I don't know. My chat went away. I'm having issues with the chat. I'm having issues with um, the different chats. <laughs> it's hard to keep track so, of them all. So I talked to um, – first, I hope you enjoyed uh, the Ryan Brokoff interview yesterday. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. He's a, he's a really cool dude. Um, but, no, yeah, I, I talked to Luca for a little bit today. You might hear that at the end of this uh, podcast if you listen you to it now? Oh, gosh, no. I don't want to hear it now. But you do want to hear it now. I don't want to hear it right now. Um, Let's listen to it right now. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but they'll be able to hear it. Okay, you want to listen to it right now? All hey, right, so it's coming up like right now. Couple I can't take a break because it's live. We don't have commercials. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's okay. Coming up, we're going to uh, hear from Luka Doncic. I just got a one-on-one with him, and uh, let's see if this works. It obviously did not work. Let me change something real quick. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts going on right now. I'm trying to think of something else from uh, Media Day today uh, regarding. I think I got it. Sue Dallas Maverick. Here we go. Did you edit out that part in the middle? Great. Yeah. Did edit out the part in the middle. They won't hear that. So, all right, here okay. is Luka Doncic talking to Isaac Harris, the one and only. Sue Dallas Maverick. Yeah. How, how's it feel? Great. Good? Yeah. How's Media Day treating you? It's been okay. <laughs> is, how is it different than uh, Media Day over there? No, it's almost the same. The same? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stuff. How uh, How's the adjustment to Dallas been going? It's been good. Yeah. I have the place and everything set. Hugo doing good? Yeah. <laughs> Adjusting well? Yeah. Have you had, have you had Whataburger yet? Not yet. Not yet, but no. it's coming though. Yeah, I need to try. Yeah. Yeah. How's the uh, How's the scrimmages with the team been going over the past couple of weeks? Well, it's been great uh, practicing. Uh, and all the guys been great to me. Uh, I just really like it here. Okay. How's uh, How's it been with Dennis playing with Dennis? Great. He's a great player. Uh, he's really improving his shot. He's gonna be really tough to defend him this year. You think playing with Sergio Lowell over there is any comparison to playing with Dennis here? Yeah, maybe some of that, because both, uh, I mean, both are point guards, and I play with them, so it's like combo guard, and you can, yeah, you can say that. You got to catch the court with DeAndre, any? No, we didn't play. I mean, we just individual training. Yeah. All right, first game coming up a week from now, basically. Any jitters? You nervous at all, or is it just another game? No, it's just a game. I just, it's been a long time since I played the game, so can't wait. All right. Sue Dallas Maverick. Yeah. How, how's there we go. That's your own Luka Doncic talking with our own Isaac Harris. Yeah, it was just, you know, Luka on Media Days pulled a ton of different directions. And uh, from he had his press conference. That was right before his press conference um, with, with all the media. And I just want a, a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes. Hopefully um, – Hopefully, in the near future, uh, we'll get a, a longer, uh, a longer set down with him at some point. But just want to throw out him a few questions, talk to him about a few things, and 
introduce myself and all that stuff. And he's a fan of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. <laughs> he is there. He is now. He's not like a everyday listener like Mark Cuban is, but <sighs> saw Cuban today. Uh, oh, he was there. Yes. Was that not a thing I that mean, was I supposed to? I didn't see him on literally anything, and then they did that photo with. Uh, and by the way, the photo with the cowboy hats, and you saw, I tweeted it out, Dallas Mavs, obviously they put it on their Instagram. Um, it's the cowboy hat one where you have Dirk on, you know, Mark Cuban's back and then Steve Nash next to him. They kind of tried to recreate that with Luca on somebody's back and then Dennis next to him. And the guy that they used was with I, Isaac finally told me, I didn't, I didn't even know who this guy was. Honestly, you sent it to me and I was like, I've seen that guy, but I don't have no idea who that guy is. And he said it's assistant GM Keith Grant. So why Grant instead of Mark Cuban? That's the big question. Have, That's the, actually I, the biggest I, question coming out of, of Media Day today. Not why is Dirk going to the bench? Not why is you know anything? Just why Keith Grant and not Mark Cuban? I have no clue. <laughs> and I have no answer to that. I thought but maybe I, he wasn't there. No, yes. I Well, I mean, we fist bumped. So he was definitely there uh, <laughs> in the hallway. He wasn't like, he didn't like, he wasn't like walking around everyone, but I was down this other hallway. Whenever I talked to Luca, uh, I'll find myself and he came out through the hallway and it's like, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, yeah he was definitely there. And I don't know if, yeah, I don't know about him talking to media and not coming out and all that stuff, but There, I do see another question in the Twitch Twitch chat. Okay, give me a question. I, I don't see it for some reason. Were there any fun Rick teasing the media moments or anyone else? That's a good question. Um, uh, I, I didn't see any. I didn't see. He didn't. He didn't do any on uh, on Ben and Skin either, which was good. There was one. There was one dude asking about hand checking, and I forgot what type of question it was. But Rick just literally looked at him and said, "How old are you?" And the guy was. <laughs> And the guy was like 47 <laughs> and he was like, Oh, okay. Well, you, you know about it. And, and they started like talking all this different stuff, 47. but luckily Rick was not, uh, to my knowledge, unless I missed some, which I don't think I did, uh, to my knowledge, Rick was not asked about Fortnite. So, uh, Good. that Good. became a, a theme today that I did not think would happen. And it was very weird that that was brought up, but, I think it was brought up with uh, it was brought up with Dirk first, and just out of nowhere, I forgot who asked him. Which is hilarious because we joked about that. We even put a poll on Lockdown Mavs Twitter. We were like, if Dirk was twenty years old now, would he be playing? Would he be playing Fortnite? Because that's what apparently what Luca and Dennis are doing to hang out together. And we were just joking about it, but now apparently it's you know someone actually asked him for real. I I know what what started Dirk. Somebody asked Dirk about Dennis and Luca bonding as like young teammates, and that's when Dirk made the sly comment of, "Yeah, I mean, I think they've clicked over PlayStation or something," <laughs> and it was the funniest like low key comment. And then that's when somebody said, "Dirk, do you play uh, do you play Fortnite or something?" He's like, "No, I'm too old, <laughs> and my kids are not like old enough yet, basically." Uh, so that like t naturally rolled over into uh, Dennis and Luca, and it was just <laughs> it was weird of like Luca, you know, who's the better Fortnite player, and then somebody else chimed in. I was like, how many kills have you gotten? In? And like this is a, a press conference room that is packed full of national media, local media. There's all these cameras, people asking serious questions about basketball fit and like moving to Dallas, all this stuff. And it's like, how many kills have you gotten in a Fortnite match? <laughs> uh, multiple 2k 2k questions about who's better in 2k and uh yeah uh, there was definitely a um a light-hearted note to media day and it seems like the team right now is having a more light-hearted swing you know there, there's a lot more characters that's one big thing I, I learned today is that there's more characters on this team maybe than ever and they enjoy being together i think there's a dirk deandre you know affection at least or like a you know buddy buddy kind of thing and uh, we even saw Wes smile a couple times today, which is massive. That was breaking news. <laughs> that was huge. And then obviously, uh, if you listen to the uh, Ben and Skin interview with, they sat down with Dennis, Luca, and Dorian Finney-Smith. And they were just all laughing and talking. And, and they talked a lot about Fortnite too, but that's sort of been a theme on Ben and Skin's show yeah. for, for a while. So that's that wasn't anything surprising. It's, it is kind of weird when like, you know, a press conference room is a, is a fairly professional environment and you're asking you know questions like that but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it brought some laughter to some people. There are probably some older reporters that are like, what's Fortnite? What's that? Do you think you anyone know? doesn't know what Fortnite is? Like, that it at least is a video. I don't know. If you, you know what I mean? mean? Dwayne Price, are we sure? Did Dwayne, does Dwayne Price in his alligator no, news know that know Fortnite, what Fortnite is, is a video game? Like, if I, if I said, hey, Dwayne, do you know what Fortnite is? Do you think he would say He's like, video game? what? Yeah, there's a Fortnite in the night. <laughs> Fortnite? What is that? Twenty days? I don't know. <laughs> Fortnite. Well, um, speaking of Wesley, there was a funny moment when DeAndre first came down the uh, stairs for the first time. He uh, he had a bowl, and I, it looked like he was eating cereal. <laughs> but uh, Wes looked at him and said, "Well, I'm glad you're here. It took you four years." <laughs> and uh, that was funny. And, and that's when DeAndre was like, "No, it's only been three And uh, and they laughed about that and took some pictures together. That's funny. Uh, all right, let's get into let's get into this. We might as well. The uh, the starting lineup has been set. How do you feel about it? How do you feel? And there's been a couple of questions in the in the comments that I've been holding off on. Uh, is Luka Doncic really starting at the four? Uh, I, they're not. Com- it, it is not a, a positional thing. Like something that you're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to just get out of our heads. Is no, is these numbers like? Just get that completely out of your head of like who's playing the one, two, three, four, because your definition of what those uh, like what those numbers are is going to vary by person. Because is your definition of who plays the one is who brings the ball up the court? Then okay, well Luka Doncic might be your one, and Dennis might be your two sometimes. Is your like you see what I'm saying? Because like Dirk even referenced when I think it was Dirk that was talking about their pickup games, and Dirk said, "Yeah, uh, Luke has even been you know coming down, getting the ball, and bringing it up to court sometimes." And that was like, okay, like cool, like Luke is actually playing some point with Dennis off the ball. Dennis even mentioned it um, on the I think Bennett Skin Show when he said, "I've never played with a player like Luca that can, is always looking to like find me." And that's I, I like that. I like that. It's a telling statement from him because he's always had to be the one finding other people as a point guard. And now he has somebody that will find him. And one thing that we've heard all out of scrimmages seems like from everybody. And Dodo is the last person to say it today on the Ben and Skin show of saying, you know, what's one thing about Luca? And everybody just praises how good of a passer he is. And Dodo said he has eyes in the back of his head. Mm. And that just the passes that Luca is going to pull off is going to be it's going to be so fun to watch this year but um so is luca playing the four i mean i would lean more towards harrison being that four um you might even see west there at sometimes but you know rick was very clear of saying we need west on the court to be our best defender against these wing guys and um so it kind of just depends like Somebody might be in your personal definition, whoever you are, you might he might be a four on the offensive end, but a two on a defensive end or vice versa. So I would I would I would recommend stay away from numbers. It's just about a matter of starters and then who they match up with from then. Yeah, it's like the only number that matters is five. That's that's the only that's the number of uh, players you can start. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then everybody else is, and it really does kind of blow your mind because we've been looking at these players through these positional scopes for forever. We even just did a positional ranking. Like we probably should stop doing that. Yeah. I mean, next year, this year might be our last one. Like as far as next year, we might just do like point guards and like wings and bigs. That's probably, yeah, <laughs> and, like, that's probably how we'd have to do it. Like something like that. And even then, classifying somebody from a big and a wing is going to be hard. Or if we just do it by height or something like that, like that's about the only way. It's just how the NBA is today. So I seen like McMahon, Tim McMahon from ESPN tweet out and was like, here's your projected Mavs starting lineup. And it was like, point guard, Dennis Smith, shooting guard, blah, blah, blah. And like Skin and Ari Joe, he's like, don't, you know, putting positions on these guys. This is a, it's going to be multi positional, you know, basketball. So, it's gonna it's gonna intertwine. There's gonna be a lot of different changes, a lot of different guys going in and out, different positions. This is what training camps for, uh, but it's gonna be cool because we get to see it all in action next weekend. It's gonna be exciting. I'm really really into it. Uh, let's keep talking. And uh, if you're, I'm not seeing a ton of uh, chats. Maybe my thing is broken. But if you're, I'm watching, seeing some on Twitch for sure. If you're watching on uh, on anything right now, Periscope, Twitter, you know, YouTube. 
Twitch, go ahead and uh, and send a, uh, a comment, and we'll go ahead and we'll read them and answer your questions. And you got a lot of questions about Media Day. We got a lot of things to talk about. So I love this question right here, and this is a heck What's of up, a question Marcus? from ES uh, DLB. I think uh, he's been asked. He asked it one while ago, but he said, "Do you guys think that Dirk should or will get an introduction as the sixth man at home games?" It's a great question. This is a great. That's question. a heck of a question, dude. All right, uh, this is. I am claiming this as this was my idea, and I know this. I know this is going to happen, but I said this so long ago. They need to do the WWE slash closer slash whatever kind of entrance for Dirk whenever he comes in. Either it's the first timeout or whatever or whenever he's going to come in. They need to do some kind of entrance where he's somewhere else and he comes through a tunnel and the lights go down and they do this entrance that's like a shortened version of the main entrance you know, and the main introduction that everybody does. That way he gets his standing ovation. Sean Heath can go, everybody on your feet for the 13-time All-Star. Dark Nowitzki, and then everybody stands up and gets to do his, you know, his whole standing ovation and everything like that. And just it take it would take them two minutes, and they could have all the lighting and all that stuff, you know, all synchronized to be able to do it. And boom, and it would be awesome. It would be like, and and it, the reason why I said closer earlier is because Mariano Rivera, the closer for the Yankees, used to come in and they play Enter Sandman every single time he comes in. Why not do that for Dirk? Why not? I mean, it's going to be a little gimmicky, but psh, why not? I'd be all down for it. It would be it would be kind of uh, heartbreaking seeing Dirk on the bench or he's just going to be high-fiving people and like he's not mentioned at all. If he's not, who's the last person? Who's the last Oh, the last person to get introduced? Uh, somebody on Twitter asked me this today. The last person to be introduced is going to be Harrison Barnes. But then the question was who is going to um who is going to do who's going to have the biggest ovation or the biggest response? And I think it's going to be DeAndre. Oh, I think it's going to be Luca. See, I think it's going to be DeAndre because he's, you know, it's taken a while for him to get here and he's the biggest name on the whole thing. Maybe like maybe you got to think about the Mavs fans that go to games. Remember the Mavs fans that go to games? And that are at a lot of the games. Why are you laughing? It's just because they're not the fans that are super into the very you know, nitty gritty stuff that we're into every single day. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the best way to uh, describe those people. I mean, there's there's casual fans that go to Mavs games. And that's totally fine. They don't have to, you know. I think they should all be listening to this podcast. But if they are, they uh, are of course. I mean, the, the deep grips of it. Uh, question from... Uh, Vico Hill, Dirk Six Man of the Year candidate, or Dirk Ooh. Six Man of the Year confirmed. He said, <laughs> "Confirmed, man. That that's fun to think about. Uh, he would just have to uh, uh, he would have to score a lot, and I'm I'm not for sure if he would get the minutes uh, to score that much. That that would be my only thing, but that would be really cool. And it's funny you say that. As far I was thinking about if he got that accomplishment, somebody asked him today, and it was a heck of a question. At this point in your career, what are you still trying to accomplish? Mm. And after you've accomplished all you've had, and that's when he brought out the great one liner, and he goes, "Well, I've always wanted to win a dunk contest." <laughs> and he goes, "And a three point and a skills challenge in one weekend." <laughs> and uh, Damian Lillard special. Everybody was uh, cracking up about that, but uh, Dirk's awesome. And somebody, somebody asked on Twitch, said, uh, "Will Dirk be a closer?" Yeah, it's a good question. So, does Dirk finish games? He's not going to be starting games apparently, but is Dirk going to finish games? Um, I think it just depends on the lineup, but I would say no. I, I think you could see him in situational, like like a situation to where uh, Mavs call timeout. They're down by three with um, 12 seconds left, and they have the ball, and they need a three. Then I could definitely see that. They put him in there, space the floor, let him do his thing. Like I could see him putting him in for um, like a situation base, putting him in for DeAndre. and. Yeah. saying hey fully fully space space the floor it's not about getting the rebound we just need a three or a bucket and you know he helps you do that so i could see him like that will do i see a situation which they put him in like the four minute mark and say finish out the fourth quarter i don't see that no 
Do you think that because of these options now, because of these end-of-game options, that you have DeAndre as your, your big rim protector guy, the roll-to-the-rim guy. You have Dirk as sort of as the stretch guy that can come in and play certain lineups. You have Luka. You have, you know, uh, you have Harrison that are that are very positionless that can go to a lot of different places. You have Wes Matthews that can throw at a lot of different guys. You have uh, even a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith who can guard a whole bunch of different players. Do you think that... You know, now adding all these options and having all these options on the table, do you think it's going to help the Mavericks finally win clutch games this year? I think that was brought up a lot today. Um, you know, the 50 games where they were within five points, within five minutes of, you know, the end of the game. And, you know, the Mavericks couldn't close out like 38 of them or something wild like that. That's been said a lot this summer. And it was said by Carlisle today, at least, uh, on Ben and Skin. Do you think that will help the Mavericks? Absolutely. I mean, you look at the team that lost these 30-something games by less than five points. They're basically bringing back the same exact team, but adding Luka Doncic and DeAndre Jordan to that. But just think about Luka at the end of games. If if Luka steps in and can be this playmaker that we expect that he can, you know, imagine him at the end of games, end of situation, running a pick and roll, running a pick and pop with Dirk, or getting into Harrison and you know, all this different stuff. And, you know, I was thinking of um, when Bill and Steve Nash was talking about uh, Kevin Durant and the difference between Kevin Durant and OK State uh, the other day, and they're talking about how in OKC, like at the end of games, like they would throw it to Durant and, you know, he would get it with his back to the basket and then have to create something for himself and all that stuff. I think Luca allows Harrison Barnes to be like a, you know, to, you know how they how Golden State runs these things for Kevin Durant like they don't just give it to him and say hey go do your thing like OKC did they run these different plays these pin downs these you know curls and different stuff to get Kevin Durant open and all this different stuff and I think Luca will allow you know, Harrison Barnes to do that because we both think Harrison Barnes will be still like the scorer the closer you know stuff like that but I don't think I as at times it could get frustrating when they just throw it to Harrison and he's like just one-on-one and say, Hey, go do your thing. Luke allows them to actually like run a play, run off some picks and stuff and get Harrison going on some different movements and stuff. And that would be, uh, that would be cool to watch. Question from, uh, Zooxic. Zooxic. If you had to pick two players to play in a tournament from this current team, who would it be? So let's say that there's a two on two tournament, maybe in the NBA or in the Olympics, you had to pick just two players. So this is not even necessarily a question of who are the best two players on the Mavericks, but who, which two players would you pick to play in a tournament right now? In the NBA. Two players on the Mavericks that you would pick to play in a tournament. Um, in real life or 2K? No, like in real life. Come on. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Luca and probably Harrison Barnes. That's, yeah, that's probably two. You could, depending on your matchups, you could throw DeAndre in there for sure. Like Luka, yeah, I mean, obviously Luka and DeAndre, but you don't have any shooting with. You know. Yeah, it just depends on who you're matching up against. If you're going against the Jazz and it's like Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, then yeah, yeah you pick <laughs> Luca and DeAndre. So, uh, but it just depends on your matchup. But I like that question though. It's a good question from L Tambor or I Tambor, uh, Tabor. Sorry, Tambor. I don't know where that came from. What does Brunson's role look like with uh, JJ being the point guard of the second unit? So where do you feel like Jalen Brunson is going to fit in? He seems like a name that's sort of kind of under the radar right now. Yeah, I think he would. He, he's going to take a um, a Yogi Ferrell type of role um, to where he'll be like the third point guard. You know, like third point guard traditionally because Luke is going to play some point too. So it's going to be like Dennis, JJ, Brunson. But I think you'll see Brunson play a little off the ball some. And um, a lot of it's going to come down to like I'm, Brunson's one of these guys I'm really looking at in the preseason. And yeah, over these, he's going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to get a lot of run because they're going to get JJ and stuff going in Devin. But like both of those guys, we know we were getting in them. But you want to see what you have in, in Jalen Brunson and see if he's going to be, a, if he can play off the ball some, which they tried out in summer league some. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be a third guard. He probably isn't going to be. Um, getting a ton of minutes you know i don't think he's gonna be averaging 16 minutes a game or something like that so you know 
they're, they're going to develop him. They're a believer in him, but uh, I think he's just a, a long-term replacement for J.J. Perea. From Mr. Nadroj. Nadroj, do you think that Maxi will lose a good chunk of minutes or nearly all to Ray Spalding? That's a good question. I'm doing, I'm doing the Maxi Kleba um, player preview for Moneyball this year, writing it. And I really wanted to do it because I think that's a possibility. <laughs> I think that, that Maxi could fall out of the rotation. And there's a few things he really has to do. And Maxi's my guy. Like I'm I'm all for Maxi. Really hope that he stays in the rotation. I was for him last year, even before, you know, like last year at this time, he was kind of like a Ryan Brokoff. We sort of knew what to expect yeah. from him, but not really like we didn't really know that he could, you know, fill a role or even start in spots. And then he came in last year and made that. We didn't even know if he was going to make the team. Now we kind of know Ryan Brokoff was going to make the team, but we didn't even know if Kleba was going to make the team last year. And he did, and he ended up starting for that chunk of that stretch. And what he really needs to do, and it's something I think I saw Carlisle talk about recently, is that he needs to improve his jump shot. I think he was 31% from three. If he can improve that jump shot, which is supposed to be his bread and butter, which is supposed to be the thing he's really, really good at, then, yeah, then I think that he is back there. Uh, he's he's getting like he's now pushed behind he's behind Dwight Powell and now Dirk is the backup center so maybe he's the third center maybe he's the third you know four but then you also have Harrison Barnes and Luca that are interchangeable at the four and they're gonna play these different yeah. lineups so uh, if we're just gonna you know put bigs together there's DeAndre there's Dirk there's Dwight and then there's Maxi I think I think those are the bigs. If you're just looking at, you know, yeah, Salah too. Bigs are, yeah, and Salah, Salah, and then Maxi. Where would you put them? Like, if you had to have a depth chart, Salah and Maxi, who would you? Well, put somebody them? asked that on there and said Dirk, Maxi, Powell, and Salah um, on Twitch. Twitch is the only one I can see right now. Nick can see the other ones, but um, that's how that will like shake out. And I mean, in my opinion, I think I think they're going to try their best to see about Dwight Powell at the four. I don't think you'll see Dirk at the four inning. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to try, and we're probably going to hear it again. Dwight Powell's worked on his shot all summer. No, uh, we just went through this. <laughs> um, but, but no, you even heard uh, Rick mention about Finney Smith and said, you know, Wes, I think he said Harrison and, you know, Dorian are our best wing defenders. And uh, so if they're expecting him to be in that second unit, uh, you know, you kind of look at these second unit battles. And as far as, you know, I think Finney Smith versus Brokoff, you know, both like 6'7", 6'6", through there. Who, you know, what's going to overvalue the other person? Brokoff can shoot the lights out, but he's a sneaky defender too. But Finney Smith could probably play better defense, but doesn't have the shot as Brokoff. Which one will they, you know, value? Yeah, you just kind of wish you could combine them. <laughs> yeah, and then when you look at the bigs, how will uh, you know Maxi uh, Ray and some of them, um, you know, split their times and stuff? And of course, I'm a big Ray Spalding fan, so I think he, uh, I think he will exceed expectations and and get some of those minutes. But I could see, uh, you know, I think it will. I think Salah will get some spot minutes. I don't. I think he will be a um, a third. Oh, we lost Isaac again. He thinks Isaac. He thinks that Salah is going to be a third, like the third big or the third kind of center behind, um, behind DeAndre and Dirk. All right. Well, there you go. We tried the uh, live stream thing, and uh, it ended spectacularly, exactly the way I thought it would, with my computer overloading <laughs> and our internet slowing down to a you know <laughs> the very slowest it could ever slow down to. Uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. We'll probably do it a little more. Uh, Isaac, do you have any thought, more thoughts on Media Day before we say goodbye on the podcast? Uh, first off, for our live stream, guys, we took questions for a straight hour for for the most part in our first pot, like in our first live show. So that's yeah, that's really cool. Um, the fact that we could have went live and got like two people, and but we didn't. We hosted on different platforms, and so that was really cool. Uh, so thanks for that. But uh, no, it, it's just. There's just a different vibe around the Mavericks right now, and I know it goes through the the fans uh, on Twitter. And you didn't have to be there today to feel it, but just know that the feeling that you're feeling as Mavs fans of this anticipation and this excitement about this new wave of Dallas Mavericks uh, basketball, it is being replicated by the team. And you could feel that today. You could see that just a, a new energy that Luca brings. A new it's almost hope. like it's fun again. It is, uh, and just that you know you have this 
this legend in Dirk Nowitzki that we we love so dearly, and he's so he always smiling and so fun to be around. And and in most years and most seasons, like it would be like a a sombering feeling that it looks like it's going to be Dirk's last season, even though he skirted around the issue so many you know the question so many different times today. But we have this like hope. We have this you know Star Wars new hope. You know of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. of of Luca and Dennis and them taking pictures together and laughing and wearing cowboy hats and um, you know all this different stuff that just gets you excited for uh, what's to come in the future and um, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So it's just it was a fun day. It was a fun being around. Uh, fun being around everyone. Everyone is uh, more than excited to get back uh, on the basketball court because you know for guys like Harrison, uh, Wes Matthews, Dirk. They're not, you know, they're not used to losing like this. And even Dennis was asked straight up, what was the worst part of your rookie season? And he said, losing so many games. Seriously. And from Dennis to all the guys I just mentioned, they're just not used to that. And you look at how many games they've won over the past two years. I mean, that's a lot of losing. And they are so ready to put that behind them and to win again. And I'm not saying they're going to win titles, you know, like this yeah. year. Uh, but they but they are so ready to just put that behind them and show uh, everyone the basketball team they can be. And and I believe that. And you just can't be excited enough as a Mavs fan right now. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I said this at the beginning of the live stream that you guys heard. Um, but just the, the chemistry between Dennis and and uh, and Luca already. You know they they're hanging out. They are they can at least coexist. <laughs> you know they can at least have fun together. They can hang out outside of basketball stuff. And, uh, and that's good. That's all good for the for the Mavericks, and they just got to put the talent together, you know, put it together and figure out how it's going to work, and it's going to be exciting. It's finally exciting to, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of little things to look forward to, whereas the last couple of years, you know, like Isaac said, there's not a ton to look forward to. You're like, okay, how what's Yogi Ferrell's role on the team going to be? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, how is that? That's not as super exciting instead of like, okay, the Mavericks added two starters this summer. Yeah, that are going to have massive impacts on the team. So, really big, and uh, and man, it was a fun day. It was a fun day, fun day, long day, but uh, but good. Super long day, super fun day. Uh, hop on board. It's going to be uh, a super fun. What were you about to say? Hop on board with the things we're doing right now because you'll regret it if you don't. But the cool things that we're doing right now, you better be on board. We have some uh, we have some fun things planned this season uh, at Lockdown Mavs. Just like today, you saw a, a small example. Uh, we have some uh, other ideas that we're going to throw at you in podcast form. That truly, and we I, I honestly say this like without a shadow of a doubt. If you are a Mavs fan, like you're going to get a lot of really cool stuff this season at Lockdown Mavs, and you're going to hear a lot of cool people. And it's not going to just be feature stuff. It should be on like a weekly basis, like hearing bits and pieces of some cool things. And uh, yeah, our go- like, I want you to feel like you're in the locker room and you're going to games and watching these things um, up close and personal sometimes. So hopefully we can uh, help you all out with that. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>